Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Global Transformation Podcast, presented by the Global Transformation Club at IE University. We will be posting monthly podcasts from Madrid about relevant issues in international affairs, relations, and development. My name is Elizabeth Stollard, and I have two classmates with me here today from the Master in International Relations. I'm with Mathilde Alba and Mallory Baker. So today we'll be discussing sustainability, a topic which our two guests are passionate about and also experts in, and an issue we all believe is important to international relations. Um, so first I wanna start off with getting a little bit of an introduction from our two guests. Um, so we'll start with Mathilde. Will you tell us how you became interested in sustainability and what your expertise is in? Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you very much for inviting us today. Um, so basically, I was born on a small island called Reunion Island. And there um, you get um, to know um, what is climate change really early because uh, we don't have as many resources uh, as on a big uh, continent. So when you have, uh, for instance, a hurricane, uh, you would see uh, the effect of uh, climate change very quickly. Um, and then uh, I lived in New Delhi, where I was volunteering for six months. And uh, as you know, it's one of the most polluted city in the world. So those two elements really made me think about the way I live and uh, oh, I should change my lifestyle. Um, uh, to have a better impact on the planet. I also study um, my bachelor degree um, in business administration, but with a specialization in uh, sustainable management. Mm -hmm. And um, I am now part of uh, the Smart City Club at IE, uh, where I tend to organize the, the event related to uh, sustainability. Great, thank you. And Mallory, will you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm from Colorado in the US and I really got into renewable energies by chance. Uh, I had just graduated from my undergrad. I was trying to figure out what my next move was. And a friend told me that her public relations agency had a job opening. So I went to an interview, everything went well. And then a manager from the company called me a few days later and said, what do you know about hydropower? And I didn't know anything about hydropower, mm. but I said that I could learn it. And so they brought me on to work as one of the main researchers and intern level communicators on the team. And my job five hours every single day of the week was to just read about energy, to report on what was going on in the mm -hmm. US, to update the team on any trends, because when you're working in communications, it's really important to know what's happening next. Yeah. So just working on that for a year and a half, it was, it was a lot of studying. I was studying every single day and I just became super passionate about it. Uh, it was really amazing to see the impact that it had and it was really changing lives and above changing lives I could see it was a really contentious subject and I think that's one of the fascinating things about it it's really being adapted in in Europe right now um, and it is being adopted in the US but there's a huge contention between you know the traditional side and to this new uh, different technology that's really changing the game in the US and so it was really amazing and it was it was difficult working in that environment and but that got me so excited about it and so I really loved figuring out uh, all the all the little tricks in the game mm -hmm. and yeah I've just been passionate about it ever since 
That's great. And you at IE are involved in a club pertaining to energy, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, not only pertaining to energy, but the energy club. So <laughs> right on key. Yeah, I'm an officer for the energy club. We're growing a lot this year. It's been really fun, but it's, yeah, we're, we put together a lot of events focused not on oil, not only on oil and gas, but renewables. And that's really great because traditionally you think energy club, we're going to, you know, invite just fossil fuel companies in, but it's a really progressive club. So yeah, we're, I'm taking part in that right now. That's great. And I do want to hear more about um, renewable energies in just a moment, but you actually mentioned something um, as a part of your former communications role, just keeping up on the trends. And that's something I wanted to ask both of you guys about. Um, so if I could hear from both of you in, in your own expertise, what are some of the trends we're seeing, some of the exciting ones on the horizons, the ones you particularly believe in and feel like are going to stick? Um, so Matilda, you want to start telling us about some of the smart city trends? Uh, yeah, I would first mention maybe Maybe the fact that uh, an important fact for me is that companies are understanding that climate change or inequality are not only uh, social issues, uh, but uh, pressing factors that will determine their performance in the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are seeing, for instance, uh, what we call the sharing economy and new business models that are developed now um, in companies such as um, with companies such as BlaBlaCar or mm -hmm. Too Good To Go. So uh, for those who don't know, BlaBlaCar is a car sharing company. And um, so they connect uh, the user of that, pla the, that platform to uh, to um, do some car sharing and they recently developed uh, intercity intracity uh, car sharing um, uh, service so this um, uh, actually the goal of this is to um, improve the mobility in city where mm -hmm. we have now more and more people uh, living in city and uh, commuting in city is becoming crazy so that's another alternative to public transportation so they came actually to IE uh, last month mm -hmm. and it was yeah. super interesting and then you have that company called too good to go that is coming yeah. next month uh, next month and um, so what they do is that uh, they connect consumer with a uh, restaurant that have uh, unsold meals and so consumer can get uh, those meal at a discounted price um, so it really helped to uh, reduce food waste, mm -hmm. which is one yeah, of uh, a great idea. Yeah, yeah, one of the major um, issue that we have now. So yeah, yeah, and they work at that cafe right across the street from us. So, so that's great. <laughs> Huge nice. supporters of the company. Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah. that's great. That's awesome. Those are two big apps. Um, I believe in in our area, and I know they are popping up in other cities around. Mm -hmm around the, the globe. So that's really, it's interesting to see these new business models um, and how people are really embracing them. Yeah, when I talk about smart city, for me, they are really contributing to make our city smarter, connect people, make the city more inclusive in Definitely. some sense and uh, more sustainable mm -hmm. uh, and more livable in yeah. some way. So, yeah. yeah, that's exciting. Mallory, will you tell us a little bit more about the trends in your area? Yeah, uh, I think I can relate it back to the private sector, as Matilde was talking about. Uh, we're actually working on our capstone project right now. Mm -hmm. So it is. Will you explain to the listeners what the capstone project is? Yeah, so as part of our master's program, we have a semester year-end project that we're working on. And right now we're working on basically a way to evaluate companies, but from the, the angle of sustainability. 
because from the private sector, and we're seeing this a lot in energy companies, but sustainability in general, is that this the regulation is there and it may not be coming as fast as some may want it to be, but the private sector is very aware that there's going to be mandates around uh, how much CO2 you can emit, uh, what kind of energy that you're going to be using. And so not only is it the energy companies, but it's other companies that buy energy, that invest in projects. They're trying to increase their sustainability efforts and also their renewable energy buys. And yeah, if I can add on that, yeah. like uh, they, they also want to look at the social impact or, or yeah. companies are acting uh, in their environment or they influence uh, their neighborhood, uh, what are they, their impact. And I think it's, yeah, uh, companies tend to just have like a, a simple vision looking at financial and the mm-hmm. return on investment. And now they really want to consider something else because Uh, they exactly. know that it's not going to be uh, sustainable at the end. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is one good example. And another good example is the delivery challenge that uh, Mallory yeah. and I are also <laughs> taking part. We spend a lot of time together. <laughs> and uh, so basically the delivery challenge is about um, to uh, make the delivery um delivery process, process uh, more sustainable and mm-hmm. reduce process. plastic waste. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, uh, the European Union is uh, planning to ban uh, single-use plastic. No, I didn't know uh, So it's coming soon. It has been approved. So companies have to mm-hmm. adapt and make yeah. the change now, otherwise it's going to be a mess. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so that's what is this challenge about mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah we are quite excited to work on all these projects that are around sustainability and yeah, yeah I, I, th- I think that aligns perfectly is that this is a perfect example of how private companies are trying to get ahead of regulation yeah. they mm-hmm. benefit because you know the private sector moves a little faster than mm-hmm. the pro- uh, than the public sector of so course. they have this opportunity to as we're working on right now get rid of their plastic use because Now you have a longer period where you should move away from plastic. You know it's coming, but you don't need to do it tomorrow. And so it gives you time to test it out, to Mm -hmm. shift your processes. And develop a competitive advantage. Exactly. And and be. And not be like, um, you know, dependent on the volatility of the market and the resources if you secure that advantage now. Yeah. So that's great. It's it's really interesting that they're seeking out students' help. Um, I think that a lot of times students can have fresh ideas that mm-hmm. that organizations um, don't have themselves. And so I think that's great. And you guys had mentioned to me over 200 people submitted proposals, correct? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, there, there was a very high interest uh, to you mm-hmm. for that challenge. Yeah, we were we were among the top eight teams, so that was very exciting that we're now working on this final project. But uh, among it all, it was really amazing to see 200 people just from mm-hmm. our school alone are applying for this. So it's on the top of everybody's mind. Yeah, it's very millennial. Yeah, it's very millennial, very you know, be sustainable. But it's great. And, you know, it's kind of sometimes it's funny because millennials are made fun of for being vegans and sustainable and, you know, being so 
conscious of our of our lives but it's it's going to make a huge impact on the future and i think our generation above everyone else is very aware of mm-hmm. what will happen to our world and to our future and to our you know future generations if we don't do more so yeah it's just like exciting sustainability is a great place to be working right now because everyone is very excited about it yeah. we know that the market is going somewhere we don't know exactly where but we know it's growing. Everybody has a million ideas. And so it's cool. It's very fun right now. Yeah, I think going off of um, something that we've been discussing in our classes, um, it's a very relevant field to be in right now, especially considering that the sustainable development goals coming out of the UN are encouraging organizations to be more sustainable, mm-hmm. um, which means that there will just be an increasing amount of jobs in this. So it's really yeah. um, a relevant and timely place to, to be and to, a topic to be studying. Yeah, I'll just add to that, that it's really amazing because the SDGs that you're talking about, the Sustainable Development Goals, it's not only these public companies or these uh, these public organizations that are talking about it. A lot of times when private companies are making business decisions, you'll see them relate it back to the SDGs. So yeah, everyone is very active in this in this network right now. So bouncing off what we're saying about an, an exciting place to be is in this field of talking about sustainable options and alternatives. Um, will you tell us a little bit more, Mallory, um, about what, what trends there are in uh, alternatives? Yeah, in alternative energies, it, it was actually fun because just uh, two days ago, I went to a fair that was hosted in Madrid that was basically on renewable energies and environment. And so again, there's a ton of excitement, ton of new technologies. But I would say the the main argument that you have around renewable energy technology is that it's not constant. Uh, so when you have coal, you just Put, you just use coal all day. It doesn't matter if it's raining. It doesn't matter if it's sunny. It doesn't matter if it's windy. Coal will always work. That doesn't work the same way with renewables. Uh, for solar, you need sun. Wind, you need wind. You know. Um, so we're talking about when we're adding these technologies to the grid, uh, to, our techno- to our electricity grid, how do we make them reliable? And that's a huge word that you see around renewable technologies is, are they reliable? Uh, one way that we're combating this is the development of batteries. So essentially these turbines will spin all day and what, what isn't used, we put into a battery. Right now, the batteries that we have for these don't last long enough. They're very short. And so there's a lot of development on these new types of batteries. Right now, the most popular one is is called lithium ion and it doesn't last that long. And so when we're talking about long-term batteries, we're looking for something that lasts over 100 hours. And right now we have something around seven to 12 hours. So Mm -hmm. we're we're nowhere close. You see a lot of development around around battery and, and around storage. So that's been the exciting one so far. Uh, and But another one that we do have to address is that uh, renewables are amazing and they're a great alternative to fossil fuels, but that doesn't make them perfect. And I think that sometimes the community wants to be really protective around renewables. Uh, you know, oh, nothing is wrong with them because if we let anything up, then we're afraid to be attacked. And I think that mm-hmm. that's not the way that we need to go about it. We need to be very transparent because this is the future and people need to be aware. Uh, so one of the problems is that uh, the, the, the countries in which we're sourcing materials for these projects, they're becoming a, a source of corruption, a source of 
uh, kind of being taken advantage of and uh, us taking their resources. So particularly with solar panels, there's mm-hmm. an element within solar panels that you can only find in certain places and China is one of them. And so are we really saving the world by digging up you know, other parts of the country? So we have to figure that out. How can we make that better? And uh, it's important that we ask those questions. And then another one I was just reading about yesterday is that wind turbines, uh, you know, they're amazing, but they don't last forever. Mm-hmm. They last for around 12 to 15 years. And then what do you do with them, right? And you can't recycle a wind turbine. Uh, it's made it's made of very hard material. You don't throw that in your recycle bin. They're giant. So right now the market is looking or the sector is looking at how do we uh, how are we responsible with throwing this away? And I think that goes into what Matilda was talking about the circular economy. Is that yeah? And yeah. I think like that's the same debate for the electric cars. Like yeah. we are all saying okay, let's switch to electric cars, and mm-hmm. it's going to be more sustainable. But at the end, developing the batteries for sustainable for electric cars is a process that is not really sustainable. Mm-hmm. And and so now I feel like the consumer is facing a big challenge in what should I consume? What, what should yeah. I buy that is actually sustainable? And we lack a kind of transparency on this because we, we are not really aware and you have to do like deep research to really know what, what is your impact. Uh, okay, we know that meat is not good, but still we need to go further than that. Yeah, I know we have this conversation all the time. It's like if you don't drink cow's milk, okay, I'll do almond milk. No, and then you <laughs> no, yeah, no. exactly. And then you learn almonds use so much water, so it's not sustainable. And right. then you're like, okay, so oat milk, you know, oat milk. If you're gonna drink milk, oat milk. But it's the same problem with smart cities, with uh, technologies, and with renewables. Is that okay? You're getting better, but it's not perfect. And right. the world isn't perfect. That doesn't mean we don't adopt wind because. Yes, the argument has been made. Oh, well, if this if this uh, technology isn't a perfect mm-hmm. uh, replacement, then let's just wait. Let's just wait until we have something new, and that doesn't make sense. Uh, so we need to adapt what we or adopt what we have now, and then just be very aware that this isn't perfect. That there's a lot of room. A lot of people say, "Is this market saturated?" No, it's not saturated because it's not perfect. So it's a, it's a, again, it's a great place to be. But yeah, there's a lot of challenges, and uh, I like that exactly how Matilda's saying. You know, uh, it's it's hard to find what how you can be perfectly sustainable, and it's nearly impossible. If you want to maintain our lives, you need oil. You cannot live in the developed modern world. You know, take the train, take the bus, wear your clothes, and not say that you don't like oil. Uh, so there, there are compromises that we have to make, but I think that we just need to be transparent in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are both bringing up really interesting points. I think for some of us, um, and I'm speaking for myself, who are not as... Uh, involved and educated on the topic of sustainability, it's really interesting to consider um, some of the downsides to the new technology and the new alternatives we're seeing. Because 
as you say, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I became aware a few months ago just how much water um, goes into dying clothes. Yeah. Um, but what you're bringing up about alternative milks is something I, I hadn't even uh, considered. And <laughs> yeah. I definitely... Don't go to a cafe with Matilda. She, <laughs> she will give you a dirty look every time you try to order something if it's not literally Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Um, although I'm fine with, uh, with cow's milk. <laughs> Good, good to know about Matilde. Um, no, but it's it's really fascinating just what you were saying about the wind turbines and, and smart cars and, and how um, a lot of us just don't think about, uh, while it's great to reduce our footprint, um, there still are some concerns and, and maybe we will never have perfect solutions. Um, but I think a lot of the times it is worth investing in some of Definitely. these new technologies because um, they are helping us become um, more sustainable societies. Um, so I just want to go back to Matilde really quickly because we had had an interesting conversation the other day about blockchain. Um, at IE, we are focused on innovation and technology. So it's interesting to consider how blockchain um, is impacting sustainability. Will you tell us about how blockchain is being used? Blockchain is super interesting. We actually had a conference uh, last month. Um, at IE, um, talking about how blockchain can help city um, to monitor data. Um, and actually, yeah, data, um, data and technology are um, one of the most important aspects of smart city. Um, they really enable city to uh, become more efficient in terms of transportation, uh, energy and consumption. Um, an interesting project in Amsterdam right now is mm-hmm. uh, uh, the project that a ci- the city is developing with Huawei to actually uh, monitor the traffic uh, in the city yeah. um, and um, reduce uh, the emission uh, in the city. And yeah, I just want to mention that Amsterdam is one of the best cities in terms of uh, sustainability and smart cities. It's, a, it's considered as a benchmark uh, city. So we are going there in April, actually, with the Smart City Club. Yeah. And we're going to have a look at uh, all these companies that are trying to make our city better. So, yeah, we are quite excited about it. That's great. Sounds like there's some exciting stuff coming up. And yeah. you certainly sound like two very busy master students with all the things <laughs> we, here. We don't have anything involved going on. Involved in yeah. the, the challenges, <laughs> the group projects, yeah. the research. Yeah. <laughs> So um, we will definitely fall back around with you guys later in the year and see how things are going. Um, But I just wanted to pose one last question um, for listeners like myself who, uh, like I said before, do not have as much information about sustainability. uh, Where would you recommend that that we go? Is there someone to follow, a certain platform we should be on? Where, Where is the information? Okay, so for me, I would say that first, uh, following the World Economic Forum is a really good source because they really release uh, um, very important data about uh, climate change and sustainability, and I think we can really trust the World Economic Forum. And then more related to Smart City, I would say that the Smart City Council is a really great uh, source. And... um, there is a, a consulting firm from Barcelona that is focusing on smart city, which is called uh, Anteverti, uh, uh, which I would really recommend. And they are publishing reports uh, uh, that are very um, interesting. Amazing. And what, what platforms are, are these? Uh, usually I'm, I'm uh, following them on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, and, okay. Yeah, great. All right, Mallory, any sources you want to add to that? 
Yeah, I would say that I definitely also follow the WEF. It has great graphics and reports. They're always coming out with new information. So I love them as a resource. Um, but my favorite podcast, if you really like to geek out on renewables and want to learn more, it's called The Energy Gang. It's from my favorite trade publication. Mm -hmm. And they have two of their reporters and they're always exploring the new trends uh, they look at batteries if you want to follow on um, batteries again because it's a hot topic and uh, they also you know relating it more back to just your daily lives it's really good because they talk about the U.S. presidential candidates and their views on climate change so uh, it, it's a great overall view of the world but from this energy lens it's great uh, my overall favorite uh, just you know general to stay on top of kind of new technologies is called the secret history of the future and it takes a, a really cool uh, has a really cool system in the way that it evaluates uh, trends that are going on right now and breaks them down and kind of tells you like we know what's coming or it kind of makes fun that everybody is scared of something because of something that happened in the past very similar and so one real specifically related to energy that i was listening to the other day is uh, they're now putting sails on giant cargo ships because we used to, you know, use uh, giant sails and and you know our in our original ships before we moved to oil oil run ships and so now new companies are putting on a, a dot uh, what is that why am I blanking on this word. Uh, uh, sales, sorry, they're putting on sales onto cargo ships and using that as transport to be more sustainable. So these luxury brands are kind of using these sales to to show that they're being more sustainable. So that's just a really fun one is the secret the secret history of the future. Mm -hmm. That's great. I'm definitely going to be checking out that podcast recommendation yeah. because that is uh, where I'm getting my main source of news these days. Um, but I just want to thank you guys one more time for joining me. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing uh, your knowledge on the topic of sustainability. And I yeah, hope to speak fun. to you both soon. Thank you so much. It's yeah. so fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you again for tuning in today. To stay updated with the Global Transformation Club and podcast, please follow us on Instagram at IE underscore Global Transformation. Additionally, if you'd like us to cover a particular topic, if you have any comments about today's episode, or if you'd like to be featured, you can email us at globaltransformation.ie at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.